All right. Well, welcome to the Mesh Point Podcast. Uh, tonight, we're excited to have uh, Coach Scott Johnson. Uh, Scott's the offensive coordinator at St. Lawrence High School. You said South Suburbs of Chicago, is that right? Correct. And it's technically right. Burbank, Illinois, so just south okay. of Chicago. All right. All right. Well, good. Well, listen, man, welcome. Uh, really glad to have you on. And um, why don't you kick us off, my man? Tell us tell us about your background and um, – you know, and all, all the way up through where you're at now at St. Lawrence. Yeah, I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, you know, football for me is I kind of grew up around it. Uh, my dad was a, a grade school coach uh, from before I was born, and he coached 30 years of grade school football. Uh, so I kind of grew up as that coach's kid running around and trying to tackle players and jumping on bags and all that fun stuff. Uh, for a program called the Oak Forest Raiders, uh, Southwest Suburbs of Chicago. Um, played for them, uh, which was a cool experience. Then from a high school standpoint, I went to play at Mount Carmel High School uh, in Chicago for, for the great Frank Lenti wow. and uh, ha- had, a, had a great time. Um, played quarterback, uh, experienced a couple injuries, but, uh, you know, learned a ton about, you know, what it took to, to be a great person uh, as well as a good football player. And so that was a lot of fun, but unfortunately my injuries kind of said, Hey, you, you can't go on and play football anymore. So I always knew coaching was, was a great thing. And in fact, my senior year uh, kind of experienced a setback with, with a back injury. And Frank asked me, he goes, Hey, you know, the offense, you know what to do. We need your help because the other guys, aren't, aren't ready to go. And so we kind of need you to, to be that player coach. And he trusted me at an early age, you know, I'm 17 year old kid, uh, to watch film and watch the other quarterbacks and say, Hey, here's, here's mistakes that are being made. And he trusted me. So that was, that was an awesome experience. Um, you know, continued helping my dad coach grade school football. And then when I student taught, uh, at Hillcrest high school, which is a suburb, uh, in a suburb, I should say of Chicago, um, here I am, this kid fresh out of school and, Hey, I want to coach football. You know, what, what, what do you guys want me to do? I'll coach the freshman. They said, uh, you're going to be the, the varsity special teams coordinator and, and coach quarterbacks. So it was funny cause I had never played special teams, uh, being a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I coached there for a few years on the varsity. It was a great experience. Uh, went to a, a school called Lincoln way West high school in the, the very first year of its program. Um, got to learn a lot. We didn't have varsity football at the time, uh, but spent a year over there and uh, been at a couple other places. Uh, Thornridge High School, spent some time there, um, you know, working for a guy who was also a young guy. So we were kind of learning it as, as things went on and got to coach some great kids. Um, you know, went to, after that, went to Stag High School and really uh, worked for someone who taught me what it meant to understand a system. So I worked for a guy named Mark Kleinpeter, um, had, oh. had background at the Naval Academy. <laughs> and um, Small world. <laughs> you know, I was always an option fan. I was always an option fan, but, you know, he said, hey, I, I'm, I'm not teaching you a bunch of plays. I'm teaching you a system. And I think it was at that point in my coaching career where things kind of clicked, where it's like, okay, wait, I understand the pieces need to fit together and uh, – you know, it was, it was awesome. I coached A-backs for him um, and, and learned learned a ton in a very, very short period of time. I was only with him for a year, um, you know, but it was great. Got to experience some things and had the opportunity to actually go back to Mount Carmel uh, for five years. And I caught, coached on the sophomore level um, for, for Frank. And it was cool to see what the coaches who coached me, because most of those guys stayed, what they actually did behind the scenes. And, you know, Mount Carmel, everybody thinks Mount Carmel, hey, you, you've got these great athletes. And, and we did. I'm not going to say we didn't. But the amount of time and effort and energy that, that the coaching staff put forth was, was incredible. You know, it was things that I never knew as a player. Um, and so they really taught me a lot about what it took to prepare to win and how to get kids better and, and really – tailor what you're doing to the strengths of the kids. I know that they, you know, split back Veer team, you know, but we always kept in mind, like, what could player A do? What, not what could he not do, but what could he do and how can it help us be successful? So that was an awesome experience. 
Um, my last year there, uh, Frank gets, uh, gets unceremoniously asked to leave yeah. uh, despite his success. And so I, I got to coach with a friend of mine who uh, I played high school ball with uh, at a school called Oak Lawn High School. And we ran, we ran the kind of surface-to-air system that, uh, you know, is kind of being pumped on the Internet and uh, kind of learned a little bit more spread principles, which was, I think, a good thing for me because it helped me evolve as a coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, we didn't have the players necessarily to, uh, to run that, and we were going to actually switch over to the flex bone. Um, but as my luck with, with coaching uh, always seems to be, that head coach decided to leave. And luckily, you know, a few weeks later, a uh, good, good coaching friend of mine, uh, Adam Nissen, got the job at St. Lawrence High School. And he goes, hey, I, wa- I want you to come and be the offensive coordinator. Uh, what do you got for me? Uh, and so we sat down and he goes, all right, let, let's do it. And uh, I've been there for two seasons. This will be our, our third year as a staff. And, you know, we're just kind of hoping to, to build on some of the things that we've done. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, what's it uh, what, what's it like uh, playing quarterback for Frank? It's uh, it's very demanding. Uh, you know, I, I, I always uh-huh. I always kind of laugh. You know, when I went back and and, and saw how things developed, um, I kind of realized the why of it. But uh, you know, being a coach's kid, I I, I was kind of always taught like, hey, you, you know, just listen yeah. to coach, do your yeah. best, and, and and I always had that mentality, but. You know, with Frank and, and just the entire staff, the the fact that every single rep you were going to be uh, demanded to, hey, you got to make the right step, you know, the right read. You got to have an explanation. If I ask you, you know, why'd you give that ball? You better be able to explain to me why. Yeah. Um, and as a player, we just kind of did it, you know, but that really was uh, kind of a, a, a growth period for me because that's kind of how I coach too. You know, I put – the game in my quarterback's hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I played at Carmel, we checked a ton of plays mm-hmm. and that's part of my system, you know, where I want the quarterback to be the leader on the field and I'm going to coach you hard. I'm going to hug you afterwards, uh-huh. you know, but at the same time, uh, you know, there are standards and, and I think it, it helped me as a person, you know, and so hopefully that's what uh, my players get as well from me now. Yeah. You're a coach's kid. You had thick skin, huh? That, that's right. That's right. And it's a good thing because coach, coach would jump on you. Um, you you, you think, sure. right? You, if you'd have had the wrong check, you might as well go to the other sideline, right? You weren't going to come home with it. No, right? that, that's right. That's right. So, um, but it's, it's funny now because he actually, he, he's an advisor uh, for the football program over at St. Lawrence, which is awesome. really cool because now he, you know, he kind of just comes to practice and, and says, hey, I'm noticing this or thinking about that. And uh, he's gotten soft in his old age. I'll tell you that. You know, he's he's not he's not yelling as much as he used to. Well, that's awesome. Look, anytime you can have a guy that you know, I'm sure you're going to mention here on this next question, right? Anytime you can come, be around, help you, you know, make some suggestions, and still be involved to keep himself young in the game, right? It's all pluses, all benefits, right? Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, look. Speaking of of guys I'm sure that have been mentors to you talk about some guys that, you know, you've, you've had to lean on, you know, because there's been difficult times we all go through them. Right. And, you know, who, who's a guy or guys that you're going to, you know, pick up the phone and say, Hey, you know, coach, I need to talk to you about this. Right. And need some advice here or whatever. So. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, you know, one of the, the biggest mentors I've had uh, in, in my coaching life is uh Actually, my old position coach, uh, Tom Sulo, um, you know, kind of knew him from probably about seventh grade, uh, grew up in the same or lived in the same town I grew up in, I should say. Uh, but he, he was always he was that coach that no matter what kid he had, he always seemed to get the most out of. And he wasn't he wasn't a yeller. He wasn't a screamer. But he he's the guy who he can build a great relationship with just about anybody. Um, and, you know, his, his calm approach and his calm demeanor about how he approaches, you know, not only football, but, but problems uh, was, he's, he's the guy that I've had some major coaching thoughts and, and decisions I've had to make, make and, 
you know, call him, hey, coach, can we go out for, for breakfast? I got to run something by you. Uh, still call him all the time. Um, he actually, you know, comes to my kids' baseball games and t-ball games. Uh, we just had that great relationship um, that, that's been, you know, really phenomenal just, you know, to say, hey, he's, he's a guy who he coached me, but now he's my friend. Um, you know, you mentioned Frank, Frank Lenti. Um, absolutely. He's, he's another guy who, uh, I think every head coaching job I've ever put in for, I always call him, Hey coach, what do you think? What do you know about the school? You know, do you think it would be a good fit? And, uh, from offensive philosophy standpoint, I mean, you talk about running the option. There's, there's not many people better, um, than Frank Lenti, you know, in my opinion. And, you know, I, I've been blessed to, to work with a lot of great people. Um, you know, Tony's buddy, uh, Bill Moselle, um, interestingly enough, like we worked in the same school district. Uh, he was a head coach at Thornton high school for, for a very, very long time. He's a, he's all fame coach here in Illinois. Um, knew him, didn't know him real well. And he retires from, from Thornton. And I was actually at a wedding with, uh, for one of his assistant coaches. And I was talking to him. He goes, I don't know what I'm going to do. I say, Hey, you know, Frank, call Frank. I'm sure he could find something for you to do. Um, and, and he comes over and here you have this guy who's won, you know, close to 200 games here in Illinois and he's coaching on the sophomore level with, you know, me and a bunch of young guys. Um, but he, he's been someone who I think he, he's seen so many different things over, over his time, uh, as a coach, um, the good and the bad, I, I tend to call him a lot too, to see, you know, Hey, you know, you used to run the option. What did you do? Or, Hey, I have this kid who, you know, he's got a rough home life. You know, I know you've had kids like that before. And, you know, Tony will tell you, if you're looking for a straight answer, Bill's, Bill's going to give it to you, you know? And so I, I mean, there's so many other guys I could name, but those three uh, are, 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 you know, I consider great friends that I could pick up the phone and call them at any time. And they're, they're going to call me right back. Uh, and help me with whatever I have football wise or, or just in life. So. Those are three good ones, coach. Yeah. Real good ones, man. I mean, I'm telling you who, who's got uh, guys that could just pick up the phone and call uh, uh, coaches that have over 200 wins. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> not too many, of, <laughs> not too many of us out there, man. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it, it is, it is a good thing to have, you know, I'll take yeah. full advantage of it too. Uh, speaking of coach Moselle, uh, he told me to ask you this question. You ready? Have you ever went out to uh, pregame? Right. <laughs> Have you ever uh, been out to pregame without having your second string quarterback bring out the scout cards? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, so We've all been there, right? Let's be honest. <laughs> it, well, it, and it's funny because um, I'm I'm very much type A personality guy. I mean, I. I, I script all of our practices. I make, you know, spend hours making these scout cards and, you know, everything, if it's not right, I kind of, you know, might, might lose, lose it a little bit. Um, you know, I'm the guy who lines up the agile bags and they all have to be facing the same way. And, you know, by, by a couple of weeks, our, our kids all know it. And uh, I always give the little, little talk to, to my quarterbacks all the time and say, Hey, listen, all right, I'm, I'm pregame days. All we need are, are two footballs. Let the kickers get the kicking stuff, but you got to bring the scout team cards, you know, as well. That, that's what you're responsible for. Um, you know, I, I always like to put a lot of responsibilities on the quarterback. Well, well Bill and, and the head coach at the time wanted to mess with me. So they told, uh, they told our quarterbacks, Hey, listen, guys, today you're, you're, you're not going to bring out the, uh, the scout cards. And, and they kind of were looking and, I guess they were all panicked. No, no, no. Coach, Coach Johnson said, uh, we, we need to bring the, the, the cards no matter what. No, no, Coach. I, I talked to him. It's fine. And so needless to say, they were getting ready to go. And guys, where are the scout cards? And they don't have them. And we, we had a big game that week. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to get mad. Um, there's a digital file. Co the one coach is like, oh, I'll pull it up on my phone. So, of course, the first play, it's the wrong defense. And uh, needless to say, I, I start screaming in, in beautiful Jackson Park uh, is where the lower levels uh, practice. And, and I'm kind of going crazy. I guess I made the freshman practice stop and they all turned to look to see what was going on. 
But uh, needless to talk to the quarterbacks always includes guys. And no matter what happens, I don't care if it's, it's the head coach himself, you bring these scout cards no matter what. Because if you don't, there's going to be problems. And so, needless to say, we've never had another issue with the scout cards. But yeah, that Bill, Bill loves that story, and uh, oh, uh, we, we talk about it quite often. <laughs> oh, uh, oh man, awesome. gotcha. yeah. yeah. Well, hey, coach, uh, tell the listeners the background of your program, where you're at now, at St. Lawrence, and uh, where you started from, and and and, and where you've come and how the pistol triple option uh, principles have helped your program along the way. I, I've also would like to, for you to include, you mentioned the start of your career, uh, is it Klein Peter, right? Mark Klein Peter. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then uh, playing in the split back veer uh, and, and coaching in Mount Carmel, the different meshes, like, uh, is there a different mesh, like the point method versus the ride and decide and kind of where are you at uh, uh, with that as well with your offense? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I, I'll talk a little bit about St. Lawrence first. Um, you know, St. Lawrence has, has been a, a Catholic league school. Um, and really in the, in the seventies, they were, they were a powerhouse in the Catholic league and they, they used to run the wishbone. Um, and so they had been an option team, uh, had a ton of success. They won a state title, um, in the, in the seventies and really the Catholic league. I mean, the Catholic league is one of the best, uh, conferences in the country. I mean, it, there's a lot of great teams. There has been for a long time and teams just beat up on each other. And in the seventies and, and in the eighties, it was kind of a weird thing in Illinois where really only the conference champion uh, could go to the state playoffs. And so there were a lot of times where one loss and you're out, you know? And so uh, when you're, you're playing against St. Rita high school and, and Mount Carmel and uh, you know, a lot of other schools would have good years from, from time to time. Um, they won a few of what's called the prep bowl championship, which pits the uh, Chicago Catholic league champion against the Chicago public league champion. Um, and, and so they were, they were a great team, you know, in the seventies and the eighties. And then they kind of fell off a little bit. And part of the, the reason was Mount Carmel had a ton of success and St. Rita and, and Providence Catholic high school and in, in New Lenox. And, you know, kind of towards the mid two thousands, uh, they started having some success again with with actually the coaching staff that preceded us. Um, they were a spread team, and uh, you know the last couple of years they had struggled to find consistency, and and so that coach, um, you know, was replaced with the guy who who I work for now, and we had a lot of talented kids, but we were really undersized um, with the line, and you know we had, while we had a couple big kids, you know they didn't maybe move as well. And we had to find something that made us different. You know, a lot of schools up here, like everywhere else, are all spread. Um, so everyone's running the spread, throwing the ball a little bit. You know, here's your zone read, maybe a couple other, you know, variations. And I had always loved the option going back to my days in split back veer. So kind of going back to how I evolved as a coach. But there were some limitations with split back veer that I didn't, I didn't like. And I kind of realized that when I worked in the flex bone with, with Mark Klein, Peter, I, I loved the balance of being in the flex bone and being able to manipulate things by maybe getting in some unbalanced sets, but really being dangerous, you know, in any direction, you know, and that's kind of where I really understood the count system. Mm -hmm. The reality is though, uh, I think in, in most areas, unless you have kind of a history and, and great community support, um, it, it's hard for people to, to buy into anything that's under center. Um, it's just, you know, people don't like old school, quote unquote, smash mouth football and being back makes people think you're, you're new and you're running everything that, that, you know, uh, they see on Saturday afternoons. And so I, had, in a previous spot, done some option stuff out of the gun and I never really liked it because it never, it never hit as fast as I was used to with split back there. And so, uh, did a lot of research, uh, actually talked to a coach from Mona Shores, uh, high school, Matt Koziak. They've had a lot of success running, uh, you know, the, the pistol flex bone, basically the, you know, the Shogun stuff that Ferris state, uh, was doing and has since evolved from, but, 
for me, it was like, okay, this is kind of a happy marriage between the two. And so we had some speed at St. Lawrence. We knew we had some good athletes. Um, we knew we wanted to get the ball to the perimeter quick. And so for us being in the pistol allowed us to kind of incorporate some now screens, but still be an inside veer team. Because for me, everything starts with inside veer. It's, it's our best play. It's been our best play for two years. Um, our kids love it. They're comfortable with it. And, uh, you know, we, we, we tag the heck out of it. You know, uh, we tag it with our, our now screens, you know, so kind of like the, the zone read triple stuff that uh, Nevada was doing years ago with Kaepernick. We've kind of incorporated that with inside beer. And um, it, it's, it's allowed us to be different than everyone else. Um, I've even talked to a couple of defensive coordinators that, that played us and they're like, I hate prepping for you guys because you can run anything at any time, you know, um, and, and it all looks the same. And so, you know, we, we hope that here in year three, we get a little bit better than we have been. Uh, but I think being different makes us, you know, uh, makes us kind of unique and mm-hmm. fun to play for. Our kids were kind of skeptical at first when we, when we introduced it, but now they love it. And so, you know, we're looking for great things. So that kind of, talks about how we evolved as, as well. Kind of feel like you get uh, the best evolved, of I should say. It's like you get the best of both worlds is kind of what it sounds like, you know. A- absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, it's it's made I, – I honestly think it's made things a little bit easier for a quarterback. Um, you know, so while you 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 brought up the mesh, we, we're a ride-and-decide team. That's what, that's what I'm used to when I was at Mount Carmel. That's what I've always taught. Um, you know, but one thing that I think is unique – of being at that pistol and, you know, we're, we're two and a half to three yards based on our kid, you know, like uh, this past year, we had a, a little bit lengthier quarterback. He was more comfortable at three yards. So we said, all right, put your heels at three. No big deal. I found that mesh getting that mesh charge off of inside beer, which is really hard to, to read in my opinion, when you're under center, that guy has to declare a little bit more. Um, and so, I mean, we rep, we rep it a ton, you know, just like everybody else. Um, but I think that that angle that, that the read key has to take is more defined when you're a little bit farther back. Right. And so, you know, for us, the ride and the side has worked with that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to coach in and it's fun to play in, in my opinion. And are your slots attached or are they, or are they wider like the, like the original sort of uh, uh, stuff? So we, we do both, um, okay. you know, gotcha. we'll do, yeah, we, we teach our base as kind of like the, the ski gun or the show yeah. gun where, yeah. um, you know, we say, Hey, if, if we're in the middle of the field, all things equal, we're, we're four to five yards from the tackle, you know, we're, right. we're out there. Um, we teach our kids a lot, just like, uh, kind of Tony DeMeo with, with the lines, smart splits, mm-hmm. we teach our slots, smart splits as well, mm-hmm. you know? And so, if we have something where, Hey, you know, we want you to, you know, get to this position, but you're the slow guy. Well, don't be out as far as the fast guy, you know, uh-huh. or if, Hey, we, we see a situation where you're going to load, you could go ahead and creep in. Now, sometimes I dictate that uh-huh. by formation, uh-huh. um, you know, but it's, it's, we're going to start wide and we're going to stay as wide as we can uh-huh. um, because I think it just stretches stretches that box out and makes it a little bit easier to read. Yeah. Yeah. The old ability align, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it works. And yeah, you know, I, I, hey, some teams might say it's a giveaway, but nah, I don't think it is. Nah, I don't think it's really a giveaway. Nah. Now, just a follow up on that, since we're talking about your offense real quick, um, if you could touch on uh, gun snap, uh, cause I know guys in short pistol, they do it many different ways. Uh, and then maybe talk a little bit about, uh, if you're, if you huddle or do you, do you do some no, no huddle, you know? So it's funny you brought up the, the snap. Um, our first day was, I think an absolute nightmare. Um, so we, <laughs> we installed the offense. It's our first day at camp and, you know, we've got these kids that, uh, you know, we're, we're used to shotgun snaps and we're like, all right, this, this will be easy. And they're firing rifles back there. Cause we're asking them to move now, you know, we're asking the center to move as opposed to just kind of take a step and 
you know, get big is what they were used to. Um, so it, it, it was the first practice was probably the worst practice I've ever been a part of. Um, and we tinkered with some things, you know, so we, we tried kind of the dead, dead ball snap or dead hand snap, uh, with one hand and it was starting to get a little bit better, but then our center would just fire rifles off of, off of, uh, helmets. And we decided, I actually called Matt Koziak from Mona Shores and I coach, uh, we're having, we're having a really hard time. What, what do you guys do? And that's where he over the phone kind of talked me through how, you know, Hey, put two hands on the ball. We kind of just flip the wrist and I go, okay, uh, can I come up and see it? He goes, sure. You know, here's when we have practice. So I drove up to Michigan to see it. And we decided late in our summer camp that first year, this is what we're going to do. You know, we, it's going to be uniform. This is what we're going to do. And we got, a lot better with the snaps. And then our, our first game comes around and, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out, all right, like, what are we going to be? How's this going to go? Lo and behold, our first snap gets rifled back, bounces <laughs> off our quarterback's face mask, goes straight up into the air. And we do, we just had it like a zone dive call uh, on. And so he looks up, he catches it. And uh, because he was a special player, he, he took it 65 yards to the house. Hey, there you go. Kind of settled everybody down because it was that, Oh my God. Oh wait, no, go, go, go type of moment. And, uh, <laughs> but, but we've used that two hand snap, uh, ever since. And it's, it's been, it's been good to us. It's been good to us. So. That's good stuff. That's like that dead duck, you know, uh, cause you're, you're guys at three yards, right? Three yards. Uh, yep. you know, so he's, he's up there. You don't, you don't want that missile coming back there. You know, that, that the two hands is uh, nice where he can handle it and, and, and get to his mesh, you know? Uh, Coach, talk about Correct. your uh, uh, do you huddle versus no huddle. So, so we do both. Um, you know, we introduce everything and, and we huddle because I do like to have our quarterback check things, um, and we we still want to have the ability to to slow down the game, and um, you know, so that's kind of where we start with everything. But we do have a no huddle wristband system that we use, and we're not trying to go. We're not trying to go fast. Um, typically when we use it, um, it's, hey, line up in a formation. We want to see what the defense is doing. Uh, and then, you know, I'm on the field uh, calling the plays. So the guys in the box will, you know, answer whatever questions I have or like, hey, I want to line up in this and I want to look for, you know, do we have uh, inside veer to the boundary, um, you know, or, hey, you know, where's the safety in the middle of the field if it's a one high? Uh, and so that re that information gets relayed down to me. And then we have like a color number system that we use. Um, and it, it's been good. You know, um, this past year, we, we did a lot of huddle stuff uh, just because our quarterback, he goes, coach, I, I just want to, I just want to make the decisions on the field. And he was a senior and he was a great player. So I said, Hey, I'm okay with that. You know, but at times if we needed to use it, we'd, we'd go, we'd go no huddle. So um you know, this year we'll see, uh, we'll be inexperienced. So I have a feeling I'll be making more of the decisions with, with the wristband, but that's why you have summer practice to figure all that stuff out. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Absolutely. No doubt. Well, coach, uh, you, you, you talked a little bit about inside beer, which warmed my heart. Um, so that's good, <laughs> but you know, talk about kind of what your option game looks like. Um, you know, are you, you know, typical big five stuff or, or some other stuff or, 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 or what? And then, um, I think if you're right, you had a pretty good quarterback, right? So were there some other things you kind of loaded him down with besides the typical, you know, option, big five stuff. So, you know, I'd say we're, we're not typical big five. We're kind of a blend from what I've loved about the flex phone and what I've loved with split back veer, um, in my days at Mount Carmel. So for us, everything does start with inside veer. Like, like I mentioned, um, we, we run a lot of mid double, uh, we tinkered before the whole pandemic stuff shut down, shut us down in Illinois. We were tinkering with mid triple, um, didn't really look right. And to be honest, we just didn't get enough time to rep it. Um, so we run, we run zone dive, but we don't run your traditional, uh, zone dive like the flex phone teams. It's more like inside zone. And uh -huh. so like our big quarterback, um, it was a great way for us to, uh, you know, 
let him have an opportunity to carry the football because we would just follow it, you know. Um, uh-huh. So here it looks like inside Vera, but but we'll we'll double everything and ISO the backer with the the B back. Uh, uh-huh. We did a lot of that. Uh, year one we ran toss and it just was an okay play for us. This past spring we ran jet and uh, much better for us. Um, allowed us to run inverted Veer uh, with our quarterback. So hey, we're running. You know, it looks like a different scheme, but it's really not for our linemen, which that's a big thing for us, yeah. um, you know. And so we run some some a gap trap. Um, we were really good at it two years ago. This past year, we were okay with it, um, you know. And so that's kind of where we we start everything. Um, you know, this year we're going to tinker with with a couple of different things, but we'll run a ton of speed option. And for us, it's just like inside beer. You know, we have a couple tags that we could do with it, but it's more of like a load option type thing where we get our B back blocking number two and uh-huh. we tell the line block inside veer. Um, we use co- uh, outside veer as kind of a complimentary play with the tight end. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I-, I know that everybody loves like, Hey, you know, you have your, your big five plays for us. It's we're going to, we know we're going to be an inside veer team. We know we're going to be a mid double team and we're no, we're going to zone. What else are we going to be good at? And so we usually take the summer to figure it out. Um, and then, base everything off of that. Yep. That makes complete sense. Right. So you got your base stuff and then what can your kids do well? Absolutely. So makes complete sense to me. Awesome. So, so um, I'm curious because, you know, with your split back veer background um, and then flex bone, right. And then air raid, right. So I'm trying to, I'm sorry, surface to air. I said it wrong. Um, surface air. That's right. Yeah, my fault. Um, I, I am curious as to like how you guys practice, right? Like h- how do you, you know, how are you, how are you doing it? Okay. So for us, we're, you know, even though we play in the Catholic league and we play the way that our, our schedule set up, you know, we're kind of, there's three small conferences within the big, Catholic league. So there are 14 conferences. We're in like the, the third tier conference, um, which is still pretty darn good. Um, but what we do is we have to play schools at our eight, a schools, which is the biggest classification here in Illinois. And we play, I, I think on our schedule this year, we, we have uh, a two, a or a three, a school, mm-hmm. which is a little bit smaller than us. We're, we're about five, a, so we only have, uh, I think we're at 41 or 42 kids on the varsity to start this year. We had some injuries. So we're, you know, mid thirties to upper, you know, thirties, maybe low forties if we're lucky right now. So we, we have to have our guys learn both sides of the ball. So we're, we're going to split practice, um, you know, once we get into the season and uh, really what that ends up looking like is uh, it's about 50 to 55 minutes per per side of the ball, um, mm-hmm. for offense and defense. So typical in the season, um, you know, once we get rolling for offense, you know, assuming we have a Friday night game, we're really heavy on individual work. Um, and so for us, the lineman kind of, I, I have a great, uh, line coach. Uh, he's, he's a hall of fame coach too, Dominic Riccardino. Um, I kind of say, Hey, what do you need? Like, what do you want to work on? Do you want me to leave you alone? Uh, or do we need to, to work on pass pro? So he'll tell me what he thinks. Um, and then I kind of go off of that. And what we'll do is we'll spend, you know, let's say we get 55 minutes, we'll spend 40 minutes doing some sort of individual or pod stuff with little skills, you know, so we'll work group option, or you might say, Hey, we need to clean up boot, you know, or, or this play action concept. And then we take 15 minutes and we have what we call our group period. And it's really just, we have pretty much everyone on the team has to be doing something because we use all those bodies, but we have an inside run period. Uh, and then we have our, our perimeter period, uh-huh. um, you know, which are seven on seven, but we run the ball during it. So we just call it perimeter. Yeah. Uh, we have our one start on inside run and they're there for seven, eight minutes. Uh, we try to get 16 uh, plays in, and then uh, we'll switch. Little squ- skill will switch, um, and you know, then ones go to perimeter, 
and twos go to inside run. And that's, that's what we'll do on a Monday. We won't do any team. Once we get to, to Tuesday and Wednesday, the one thing that remains constant is we always do 15 minutes a group because we can get the most reps uh, in that time. Um, we'll adjust Tuesday practice for how much individual we still need, but we try to get 10 minutes a team at, at the very least. Um, usually work in uh, second, like first and second down situations, you know, mm -hmm. kind of you're in the middle of the field, you know, 40, 50 yard line. Maybe we'll go as close to like the 30, um, but just kind of working our base stuff. Uh, we like to, you know, work a lot of like over formations or unbalanced formations mm -hmm. during that time because, you know, our perimeter guys get to see w what changes, you know, we're used to our normal two by two. Wednesday for us always have that 15 minute group period. Uh, but we are more goal line and short yardage focused. And for us, Wednesday is our wristband day. So that's when we practice our no huddle. Um, I give the kids the wristbands for the weeks. We finalize the game plan by, by Tuesday night. Um, and, and just kind of go out and, uh, you know, try to get a lot of reps. We go fast paced there. Um, just because we feel like, Hey, we get a lot of reps in makes our kids think when they're tired. And then Thursday for us is just run through, which we run 12 to 15 offensive plays. You know, the twos will get a, probably a third of the reps. So, you know, if we go 10 reps with the ones, the twos will get five. And then we work uh, our May Day. We don't call it two minute. We work May Day, which is our no huddle, like code word segment on air once with each group. And uh, that's that's pretty much how we get our kids prepared, you know, so um, it, it's been vital for us. I think the, the inside run period has been vital for us because you get to see those backside scoops. You know, I know a lot of people on the podcast um, are, are, and it's not that there's anything wrong with it. Love the half line stuff. Uh, we tried it early on when we, we first started doing it, but then when we go to team, we'd, we'd miss all these scoop blocks on the backside. And we kind of thought, Hey, are we, are we shortchanging the importance of it? So we decided, Hey, we're going to go to inside run, which is what we did at Mount Carmel when, when I played and coached there. And it's been good for us ever since. Gotcha. Yep. Thank you. Well, cool coach. Hey, hey listen, talk a little bit about, uh, let's talk about game planning now. Okay. Talk about how you guys typically game plan an opponent and uh, you just pick the phone up and you call, Hey, what defense are you guys going to run this week? Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> I, uh, what what do you guys typically do? Easy. Go ahead, coach. You know, uh, so year year one was, was kind of difficult for us because we didn't we didn't know exactly what to expect. You know, I, I remember the one year I coached in the flex phone, um, we really experienced changing defenses a lot, or we'd see some junk fronts, and um, you know, so I, my time coaching in the Catholic League at, at Mount Carmel you know, one of the advantages they had, they ran split back there forever. When Frank was there, you knew what teams were going to do to you, you know, and then when we get to the playoffs, maybe it'd be a little bit different animal. Um, but we weren't really sure what to expect. So we did a lot of, you know, in the off season, you're basically, we're going to work odd front. We're going to work an even front or, you know, split front um, bear and all that good stuff. As we started to progress in the season, we said, Hey, wait a minute. Um, we're dealing with the, with coaches that, have been doing a long time in the Catholic league, they're probably going to be who they are. And um, what we would typically do is we try to identify what do we think their th their top three fronts are going to be against us. And so we based it a lot off of formation, you know, so we get a lot of teams here that might run some zone read concepts, you know, out of spread two by two. And so we would look to see, okay, well, who's taking dive, who's taking quarterback. Do they have, um, you know, are they throwing it out there to make it like a triple? Um, not too many teams have, but, you know, we, we were kind of trying to identify that. And we'd always say, okay, well, what's their secondary? Are they going to keep their secondary the same? We, we feel that most teams want to keep the secondary the same up here. And so we identified our, our top three fronts that we thought we would see. I'd make these scout cards that our quarterbacks never, ever forget now. Um, but I, I'd make these scout cards and <laughs> – you know, we, we just work, we work those reps a ton. And so during our inside run period, this is kind of getting back to how we practice. We will show in, we will run inside beer. 
three times each direction. Um, and I have it set up so that our quarterbacks are checking at the line and, and they should be checking so that each time we run three plays each direction against the fronts we think we're going to see. And that worked great for us, except for when we, we play Providence Catholic, uh, who's a big powerhouse up here. They had shown a, a, what I call a 4-2, um, you know, with a two-eye shell the whole season against every team they played. doesn't matter if the tight end, no tight end, option, you know, zone read, whatever. So we come out and first play of the game, they're lined up in 3-3 stack. you got to be kidding me. You know, first time we saw 3-3 stack the entire year, we worked at, I think, in August camp a couple days. And um, for for us, they've kind of defensively been been like our nemesis. You know, they do a great job. And this year when we play, and we knew we were going to see it. You know, we I sprinkled in some even front stuff, but same thing. They, they ran that 4-2 the entire season, play us 3-3 stack. Um, so to get back to your, your kind of question, we gamble a little bit, uh, but I feel like it's a safe, safe bet. You know, if we could pick their top three, um, you know, we'll go ahead and, and, and just rep that. And we've known that we've repped some junk front stuff, some bare fronts um, in the summer, in August camp. Uh, and then we ultimately just go back and tell our kids, well, what are your rules? You know, and so we'll take that first series if we need to, to calm the lineman down a little bit, get our slots understanding, you know, like, hey, did you make the count? We just feel our rules um, will put us in a good position regardless, you know, even if it's something that maybe we hadn't seen. And we had, you know, the <clears throat> the prep bowl game that we played in 2019 uh, when we won our first prep bowl championship in I think it was 41 years. We played a, a school, Simeon High School in the city always tons of talent. I think they showed four or five different defenses against us. They showed some stacks, some bears, some, some three, four, some four, two, they were just guessing by the end of the game, you know, and, and our kids handled it really well because at that point they had just bought in. Well, we're just going to follow our rules and we're going to be okay. Yeah. I'm with you on that, man. At the end of the day, just go back to your rules and, um, that's why early on before the season two, man, going to camps and and practicing over the summer and, and, and exposing them to those uh, those those fronts that they could potentially see, letting them know you got a plan. You know, I remember doing that one year, man. Uh, we hadn't seen a bear in a long time since like uh, a team we we faced at camp. And uh, but it was all it was in everybody's mind that we could refer back to. And then we started wearing them out with some outside beer. You, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm with you, coach, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Hey, listen, we got, I think, two questions left um, for you, Coach. We're going to ask you about your uh, passing game here. What does your passing game look like? And uh, uh, is it only play action? Do you have three-step concepts, boots, nakeds, sprint outs? Like, what, what kind of things are you are you working in your, in your pass game? You know, we, we kind of work a little bit of everything. Um, I, I mentioned our now screens, you know, for us just catch the ball and, you know, are we throwing it to, to number one, number two, number three? Uh, the B back will we'll get involved in that for us. That's, that's kind of just, we treat it as a run and we compare it with the run. Um, but we throw a lot of quick game. And uh, what's interesting is, you know, you talk about being under center versus being under the gun, you know, your, your three-step game under center. What's well, a one step in the gun. Well, one step from pistol doesn't really, doesn't get you far enough away uh, from the line of scrimmage. So, we've kind of uh, tinkered with it where we take a, a real quick three where I'm telling my quarterback, like, Hey, you know, I'm not expecting you to get a ton of depth, you know, but we still want to try to get you, you know, where you're five yards back from, from the line of scrimmage. Um, we throw a lot of quick games uh, for us, you know, a lot of it's mirrored concepts and depending upon the, the route concept we have called, you know, we have rules if we're in trips, uh, we are a big play action team. We love taking vertical shots with play action. I think just like, like any option team, uh, we've actually, you know, we pretty much just do it off of uh, inside veer action. This past year, we we started doing it off a of jet because we became a jet team, uh, which was good for us because we we hit a couple big plays uh, with that action, and it was you know something different to show teams that uh, hey, we hadn't shown this in a while. Let's hit them with you know jet vert, um, where we're able to keep 
our passing concepts, we, we run the same play action concepts on the outside. It's just the run action that, that we switch up. Uh, we do run boot. We, we ran it the first year we ran it pretty much. We started running it with just toss action. And then when we realized we're not that great off of toss uh, or run and toss. So like when we show it, teams know that, Hey, we're going to get boot. So we started doing it off of inside veer. Uh, now we pretty much just do it off of inside veer. And like I mentioned, we, we had a great quarterback. He was a two-year starter, real athletic kid. Um, and we'd run, a, you know, some, some pretty basic sprint out concepts, things that just said, Hey, get to the perimeter, you know, we'll give you some options, but know that if you want to run, you're always allowed to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for us, it was good if we're, we were struggling up front to, uh, to pass protect, or maybe the game was kind of a, a little tense. Hey, just number three, just get outside and make a play. And he, he usually would make a play, uh, whether it was with his legs or his arms. So we, we kind of dabble in a lot of things, but when we broke it down, we don't have a ton of concepts uh, in, in each category. We just have a lot of different ways we're going to run them. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Totally, totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah absolutely. All right, man. Well, listen, um, leave us with the drill. You, you, you know, that you feel like in your offense, you have to work through pretty much every day, right. To be successful, just kind of detail it and maybe talk about any equipment needed. So, you know, it, I don't want to say we, we, we do anything out of the ordinary. For us, one of the things that we've really learned is we have to find ways to, to get our kids to compete and, and not, quote unquote, brother-in-law. You know, we're going to take it easy on the guy across from you because he, he's your buddy. And um, we want our kids to, to get after it in practice when we're getting reps, you know, that every rep matters. And so something we started doing this past season is we might do a 10 minute period against the defense and, and it'd be purely balanced, you know, where we're only going to stay in two by two stuff. Um, and here's what we're going to give you. We're going to give you uh, some form of double option, or we're going to give you some sort of uh, play action. You know, and we, we made it a, a point competition. It was really simple. We're, we're not going to tackle. We don't even need a big thud. You just, Defense, if you're there to make a play, you know, and get your hands on them before seven yards, then defense wins that rep. Offense, we have to get more than seven yards. And so what we started doing was just rapid fire, doing uh, some double option stuff where, you know, we'd say, hey, the dive is dead, you know, or we do run some double option concepts, um, you know, where we'll take the B back and, and he'll block play side linebacker. And so we do a lot against, uh, you know, four, two, uh, three, three stack, or we'd sprinkle in some, some four, three, but that wasn't really what our defense did. So, uh, we didn't do that a whole lot. And it was just, Hey, you guys make a play, like make a play. We're going to try to make a play. And so we got more competitive reps and it, our guys had to, had to follow their rules. You, you had to block the correct guy in the perimeter. If it was a load, you know, cause we had inside backers out there it was basically all the guys that you would have in, in perimeter or seven on seven. Um, and coaches would play the read key. If it was, you know, something where the coach needed to read it uh, or we need to read the end man. But um, that was something that is just taking things that everybody does. We just made it more competitive and felt that we got a lot better reps out of it, more meaningful reps. And it helped us, you know, it helped us later on in the season for sure. That's awesome. Um, so, so, uh, so the, the kept points, right. And I'm sure, you know, somebody got something good out of it, right. Just because of the competition. Right. So, well, yeah, we, it, we usually we're, we're kind of a big, like, Hey, you know, if we don't get our job done, uh, the whole team suffers. So, so yeah. we'd give the team that, that lost a, a reminder. Uh, yeah. and yeah. even though I, I'm, I'm the OC, I, uh, I always erred on the side of, of the defense uh, to get our guys mad. And if they listen to this, they're, they're going to be like, I knew it, you know, but uh, <laughs> you know, whether, wh- whether it was something, um, you know, like we'd make our, our kids do, we call them Superman, Superman bananas where, yeah. where they're rolling and doing some ab stuff or, yeah. you know, Hey, you gotta, you gotta lunge the width of the field or yeah. um, 
we'd always have something like that. Like, Hey, you know, it's great to be a winner, you know, but when we don't do our our job, you know, we all suffer type of deal. And so, um, it's going to be a staple for us moving forward, you know, without a doubt, because it's just been, it's a fun drill to break up the monotony of practice, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I think anytime you can get competitive reps out of it helps everybody. That's awesome. It's a great idea. Great idea. It simulate that game situation too. You know what I mean? That pressure is going to be on you on a Friday night or Saturday when you play, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think code like um, a lot of these teams are uh, using that feed the catch training method with their speed. And I think that component, there's a lot of that built into that, into that type of training. You know, how do you get max effort from the kids to give a darn, you, you know what I mean? It's to, to compete, add some kind of competitive element. You know what I mean? Even if it's just for like one push up, you right. know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> they, they're going to give a darn, they're going to get max effort. And uh, it applies to football practice too, you know, keeping score. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, compete, baby. That's right. Well, Coach, we can't thank you enough for coming on. We really appreciate it. It was great. It was a great time. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best of success this, this fall. And hopefully it will be a, hey, a little more normal, right? <laughs> a little bit. I, I, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. But uh, thanks for having me. I had a blast. This, this was a yeah. great time and, and love what you guys are doing and for the option community. And as I like to call it, the, the cult. Um, you know, <laughs> we're all members of the cult. And uh, which, which has been been awesome you know everybody loves to share things and uh appreciate the opportunity to to be on with you guys well we thank you for taking the time that's for sure absolutely thank you for coming on coach i appreciate you